All right, it is the sports mashup number 87, November 30th, 2022, final episode of November. As I referred to it last week, the Sidney Crosby episode, of course. Uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, the NBA is where we begin. Carl Anthony Towns looked like a more serious injury than this if you saw it live. Four to six weeks with a calf strain. Looked like it could have been worse non-contact situation, but uh, they get away unscathed there, and you're going to have a situation now for the next four to six weeks where you're going to have Gobert as your primary five, and you're not going to be playing two bigs. Curious to see how that works out. That's what I was saying. The same thing when I saw that it was four to six weeks. I'm like, now they can see what it's going to be like with only one big in that lineup again. Uh, Edwards complained yeah. that they he didn't like the big lineup. This is so. a team that's 10 and 11. So we're going to see what they're made of a little bit here. Yeah, and this could have been that Carl Anthony Towns was used to playing against a bigger guy every week. And now he's playing yeah. against guys either the same size or smaller, but quicker. Yeah. Uh, and then you had the Hornets, Gordon Hayward. Uh, he has a shoulder fracture per his agent. Guy just can't catch a break. No. Bust his leg up. Was that these are the Celtics when he did that, right? Yep. Breaks, I mean, breaks his leg basically into now with this. Uh and then Sunday you had uh, the Clippers. Is it Avika? Uh, Avika Zubak? Yeah. Yeah. Fouls out one point off at 30 and 30 game. He knew, had 29 rebounds and 31 points. He would have been the third player in the last 40 years to do that. Damn. That's tough. That is tough. Especially with fouling out. It's not like, you know, the game ended. He played 36 minutes. Yeah. It's 14 to 17 in the field, 12 offensive rebounds. It's pretty hard to foul out in the NBA, so I'm going to blame him on that one, just to be fair. <laughs> but I probably need to see the sixth foul first. Yeah, like I'm guessing he was going for like an offensive board or something for his 13th offensive rebound and got called for over the back or something. Could be. Uh, all right, let's go over to the NFL, week 12 recap uh thanksgiving game one you had the bills beat the lions 28 25 stefan Diggs and josh allen outlast the lion surges uh when they need stefan Diggs didn't have a catch for the longest time in this game and then they found one another and then they didn't stop yeah they turned it on for the last few drives uh lions they're just a scrappy team they're not a playoff team they're not a team that you know, is going to be able to dominate another team, but they're scrappy and they'll win some games. Maybe they had a three-game winning streak going into this game, but still kind of shows you they hung around, couldn't get it done in the end, but their offense is good, relatively speaking, most of the time. So, And they throw that – We, I mean, sometimes they'll start with Jamal Williams as their back, and next thing you know, it's DeAndre Swift. Yeah, it's the luxury of having a couple of capable guys uh, throw the opponent off a little bit because those are two very different running backs. I mean, you look at Williams, more of the power guy, Swift, more of the elusiveness. So, And Jamal Williams, for the longest time he's in Green Bay, was known as the scat back. Yeah, I I think that, you know, obviously his opportunity in Detroit's great because Swift is a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy that much in his career. And I think Williams is a guy that could be your number one, your two, or your three. And uh, he's had a huge season in terms of scoring touchdowns. I'm, I'm happy for the guy. The line Good secondary guy. has also looked better since they 
fired their defensive back coach. Yeah, I mean, there's always there's talent there. I mean, Okuda was a top pick. Um, Kirby Joseph out of Illinois looks pretty good. I mean, he picked off Rodgers and almost had another in that game. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a situation where the coach was the problem in, in most cases in that one. So not too surprising. Um, Thanksgiving number two it was a close game at the half in terms of uh, the Giants having a 13-7 lead, but the Cowboys turned it on. Giants offensive line, not great. They didn't have Evan Neal in this game. He's been out for a bit, supposed to be back sooner rather than later, but the Cowboys offense overwhelmed the Giants in the second half. Despite Dak throwing two interceptions, they come away 28-20 with a victory there. So no surprise that the Cowboys beat the Giants again. Well, the Giants offensive line still needs work, and then going against that pass rush. And not having your other tackle yeah. with Neil being out, it's a problem. Um, yeah, but the Giants, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Giants go, what are they right now? Are they 7-5 and five right now? Mm. Uh, they might be seven and four because of the bye. Um, either way, given the remaining schedule for them, okay, they're seven and four. I wouldn't be surprised to see them end up nine and eight, eight and nine. Like they have Washington twice, they play Philly again, um, they play the let's see, they play the Vikings. They play the Colts, who aren't good, but then they play the Eagles again. So twice against the Eagles remains. Twice, so twice against the Eagles, twice against Heineke. I think that they'll end up missing the playoffs. I really do. I think this is a team that, before the season, was projected to be one of the worst teams in the league. Had a great start. They've won every single game they've won. has been by one score. They've gotten rid of their, their top wide receiver. Yep. And then the one that they paid the most money to does nothing. And their line – on paper, very young tackles with Thomas and Neal, but that's not that sustainable. So I think that this is a situation with the Giants. It was all fun for a while, but I don't think that they're going to finish well. I really they could don't. finish with a better record than whoever's winning the NFC South. Possibly. Uh, Thanksgiving, the last Thanksgiving game, you had the Vikings beat the Patriots 33 to 26. Vikings bounced back after blowout versus Cowboys last week. This game should be under protest. Uh, Hunter Henry, that was a touchdown. I don't care what anybody says. With all the catches that we've seen called catches, I don't understand how that's not a catch. Because, yeah, you can say the ball hit the ground, but how many times have we seen the ball hit the ground, but it's completely controlled the entire way, and it's still a touchdown. That He controlled the ball there. I don't see how that's not a touchdown. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think the Vikings are maybe the most – not even they're not even overrated because I think most people know that they're not as good as their record. So – I don't care what anybody says. The the Vikings have a good pass rush, but their defense, coverage-wise, not great. Who trusts Kirk Cousins in a playoff game? Because I certainly don't. I mean, it shows that they're only a three-point favorite this week against the Jets. Mm -hmm. Well, the Jets are a good team, but, you know. You would think that most normal teams that are, what, 9-2 or whatever they are would be like a a six-and-a-half, seven, probably. I think the Packers might have been a three-point. I know it was when the Packers were three and two, but the Packers were probably a bigger favorite against the Jets than that, and the Packers got killed by the Jets. So, yeah, they're I, I also hate the Vikings. So there you go. Uh, Bengals beat the Titans 20-16. to 16. Bengals defensive line 
dominant against the run in a big win on the road. Derrick Henry didn't really rush the ball very well. Had a lot of receiving yards. Did end up with a – I don't know how many rushing yards he ended up with, but it was not a good average on the ground. He ended up at like 10 fantasy points. So He had uh, 38 rushing yards on 17 attempts. I mean, teams are committing numbers. No, he did almost have a rushing touchdown, but he fumbled it at the two or whatever. I thought that was a screen. I think that was a screen pass. Oh, well, he fumbled it at the two. And then Burks picked it up. Yeah, screw my fantasy team. Thanks, Derek Henry. Uh, it helped me, but then they took the points back because I had – um, the Burks? deep No. Um, Bengals? I was going against Henry, and I had – the defense, so they give the defense the points. I have the Titans defense. So they gave the Titans defense the points for the football recovery touchdown. <laughs> and then Monday they took it back away. So I lost six points. Luckily, I still won. If I would have lost because of that. Yeah. So so teams are committing numbers to stopping Derrick Henry. Because you look at week four. To week nine, he had 114 yards against Indianapolis, 102 against Washington, 128 against Indianapolis, 219 against Houston, 115 against Kansas City. Last three weeks against Denver, he had 53. That was on 19 carries, so that's a low average. He had uh, nine, uh, 28 carries and 87 rushing yards against the Packers, and he had 38 rushing yards and 17 carries against the Bengals. So, aren't these aren't these last three games when they've gotten? Uh... What's his name back? Tannehill? Yeah. Before that, wasn't it? It was Willis against the Chiefs, yeah. And that was 115 yards and 17 carries. And the week before that, was it Willis too? Or Willis came in at some point in that game? I think he came in, yeah. But we'll see how the Titans go do moving forward. I mean, they got a big game this week against the Eagles. Uh, and then you have the Dolphins beat the Texans 30-15. to Dolphins got up early, sit the first string. Texans try to come back, but don't get close. Yeah, the Texans are horrible. Uh, you know, it's just what it is. Um, Therefore, while the announcers kept saying, though, two is still on the bench, two is still on the bench. I'm like, it's still a two-score game. Still against the Texans. I, I really wonder what the Texans do when they have the number one pick. Like, I think they're definitely going to take a quarterback, but I think the big question is who. And I would say that right now, I don't even think it's a conversation for me. I don't care what's going on in college football this season. I think Bryce Young is the guy, 100%. Like, he's really accurate. He can move. He's smart. I mean, I just think that that's the guy. Stroud's really good, but I think but that – Is he still going to have the issues that, like, Kyler Murray has where he can't see over his line? Uh, Even if he does, which I don't oh, think I guess he will. you can't say that about an Alabama line because they're pretty much an NFL line. Yeah, and I mean, Oklahoma probably had a pretty formidable line when, when Murray was there, but um, – Bryce Young is also just like way more talented than Murray. I know Murray was great in college and all that, but I just think Bryce Young's arm is way better. And I know that Kyler Murray's an athlete, given the fact that he's a big-time baseball player as well. But I also think that it's going to be a lot of uh, the success for a quarterback is determined by coaching. And I think a big example of that is a game that we'll be talking about soon with the Jaguars. You know, Trevor Lawrence, much better for most of this season under Doug Peterson. So Jose Jones, maybe. Exactly. Uh, all right. What do we got next? Jets beat the Bears 31 to 10. Mike White starting 22 of 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns in the rain. And I said the Jets are back because I think the Jets, 
They can win with Mike White. They can win with Zach Wilson too, but it makes and, it a lot easier. If you think they didn't even like, you know, make Zach Wilson the number two or three string quarterback. No, they just scratched him and made him dress in sweats on the sideline. Yeah, message sent, I would say. Yeah, Joe Flacco, you'll be too. I don't even know who their third string was or anything. They dressed the third string. I think they just had two and then Wilson sitting there. Brought another guy with the practice squad for something else. Well, the Bears are rebuilding, and it shows. They are not good defensively. I will say that. Yeah. And they lost Eddie Jackson and Darnell Mooney for the season from this game. That definitely hurt. Chase Claypool's numbers may go up in fantasy. Yeah, he had a big uh, reception in this game. Don't know how long Justin Fields is going to be out. So this was a battle of the backups. You had Fields versus uh, S- uh, Simeon versus Simeon, White. Yeah. North, you had Northwestern there. And the backup behind him was Nathan Peterman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Commanders beat the Falcons 19-13. Falcons almost came back, but Washington holds on. Heineke especially again, he gets up and somehow their defense holds out on him. Yeah, I don't really see. I think that this Washington team is going to get smoked in their first playoff game if they get there, which they likely will, but they're going to get smoked. Which, I mean, they should have gotten smoked when they played the Bucks two years ago. Yeah. They held it close. Yeah. Well, you got to have things bounce your way during the season, and they have had that this year. Uh, but they're going to get sm- I don't know who they're going to play. Maybe they won't get smoked just because of the NFC, but let's say they're the five seed you're playing Tampa probably. So and then going through this too, you have the commanders. Carson Wentz still has more touchdowns through six games than Russell Wilson does for the entire year. That's bad. That's bad. And they're talking about like they could sit him, Russell Wilson the rest of the year and let him go. And all his guaranteed money is for later down in his contract. So, and with the incentive at the end of the year for this, so they could sit him and then cut him and not have to owe him as much. But they're also talking about getting rid of Nathaniel Hackett. I'm like, but isn't the Hackett really the. I think Hackett probably goes before Wilson because of the money. They're not going to do that. I think the NFL PA would step in there no matter what. And Hackett, I mean, he hasn't really had much success. Outside of Rodgers, and he did, he was on the staff with Bortles in Jacksonville when they got to the AFC title game. But Russell Wilson stinks. I mean, we've seen that for a few years now. He's not good anymore. Does Green Bay welcome Hackett back? I think they would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it would be the same role that he had before unless somebody takes Stinovich, which they very well could. But he would be back if he wanted to be in some form, I'm sure. Offensive analyst or something. I brought Um, in, I brought the Russell Wilson thing to go right into your next game. Yeah, the Broncos lose again. They lose to the Panthers this time, 23-10. to 10. The Broncos are a disgrace. Uh, Darnold returns. Only had 150, 164 yards and a touchdown. Still, they win the game. So Didn't you have a brush, too, where he fumbled it and then recovered in the end zone? I don't remember. I, I, may, I don't think I saw that if it happened. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, I didn't see much of this game. And then uh, the Jags beat the Ravens 28-27. I think this was a, a really good game. Uh, Tucker missed a record-breaking field goal, 67-yard field goal. And from the first angle they showed, I thought he made it for like 70. But then 
they were saying there was no good, whatever, and then they showed underneath, and he missed it by a yard. Yeah, that was a tough one. I didn't think he would make it, but it looked online from that angle the entire way. Yeah, the behind, the first angle. Yeah. And, and then it looked like it hit the net. Yeah. I'm like, this was good from 72. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Um, but, hey, the Jags, I like it. They go for two. They get the win. Not the only team to do that. No, and they battled the, that whole game. I love the call. Nothing to lose for the Jags there, so they end up winning. That's good. Uh, the Browns beat the Bucks 23-17 in overtime. The Browns outlasted the Bucks after a great catch by David and Joku in the fourth quarter, and that was the last game of Jacoby Brissett as their starter. Yep. Not good. I mean, you know, I, I think the the Bucks this year are probably a team that ends up nine and eight, probably wins that division because of Atlanta. Just Atlanta, three this or four games. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've lost a bunch of close games. Yeah, that Washington game's a game that they should have won for sure. There's been other ones as well, but uh, that, I, I guess Panthers game. Yeah, they've also won or lost some close or uh, won some close ones as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, that Njoku catch was great. And then obviously the missed opportunities in overtime. And I think overtime 10 minutes is kind of a waste. I feel like it should be 15 minutes. Uh, 10 minutes is like two drives. If you're going up and down the fields, that's just kind of stupid to me. Which that's new this year, right? It used to be 15 minutes. I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like it's been 10 for a little bit, but I don't know for sure. Uh, you had the chargers beat the Cardinals 25, 24 Char- chargers go for two for the win on their last drive. I think the biggest takeaway from this game is uh, what Kyler Murray said after the game. I miss that. Where he said, quote, schematically, we're kind of effed. So that feels like a shot at his coaches. Or, Kyler, you just stink. How about that? Have we ever considered that? I think Kingsbury's going to go, though. They just paid Kyler. So, yeah, I think Kingsbury's going to go. Uh, kind of a weird hire to begin with. Wasn't that great in college and then gets an NFL job? I mean, it was it was a good attempt. No, he certainly. came out of what, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, yeah. Wasn't he fired? I think he was fired by Texas Tech. Or something like that. Yeah, a know. lot happened to Texas Tech with him. Um, let's see. 2018. Uh, Wait, maybe maybe it was maybe... going with the next one. You had the uh, Chiefs beat the Rams 26 to 10. Bryce Perkins starts the Rams as they hung around with the Chiefs until late. Uh, pretty sure Bryce Perkins is going to be their starter for possibly the rest of the year with the uncertainty of Stafford with his concussion or concussions he's had this year. Yeah, I I would assume that he might just be shut down. And the Rams' defense has not looked as good as in previous years. And Aaron Donald's out this season or – this week, I don't know why I said season. I've been and reading teams the, are, and teams are picking on Jalen Ramsey, and he's been getting tore up. Yeah, so a guy who claims he's the best shutdown corner in the league, and people are just targeting him. Seems like everything's kind of a disaster there. Uh, real quick, just the Kingsbury stuff. They he they went five and seven, three straight losing seasons. Uh, for Kingsbury at Texas Tech and six straight in the Big 12. They announced that they wouldn't retain him, and then he went to – he was hired by USC 
in December 2018 as their offensive coordinator, but then he got the uh, Cardinals job like a month later. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a team that went 11 and six last year after starting seven and zero, and they've been like, what are they, two and eleven at home since November of last season, something like that. Yeah, so it's I mean, been and yeah, they had to wait what six or whatever weeks for DeAndre Hopkins, but they still had options. But then Marquise Brown went down early. It's just been a disaster, and I wonder if it's a wait and see for them, or they just get rid of Kingsbury this year. Yeah, because I mean, they still have good running backs. James Conner is still doing his thing. AJ Green, they barely throw the ball to him. They have Zach Ertz hurt. So, yeah. uh, and then you had the 49ers skunk the Saints 13 and nothing. 49ers get up and coast to a crappy Saints offense. Who, once the again, Saints I'm pretty sure uh, Alvin Kamara had seven carries. The Saints are a disaster. They're not a good football team at all. Like on paper, my fantasy league, I on paper wise, like not stat wise, you would think I had the best two backs and Kamara and Nick Chubb. Probably. Chubb has done his thing. Kamara, no. Saints have like gotten away from him. Not great. Uh, the Raiders beat the Seahawks 40 to 34 in overtime. Josh Jacobs, 86 yard run to win it in overtime. Another walk off touchdown for the Raiders. Yeah, Seahawks. Probably coming back down to earth at some point, right? They weren't really and that good of a team. He wasn't even he wasn't even touched on that run. That's like what Michigan did to Ohio State. Twice. Like, the Raiders went down, missed a field goal. Seahawks went three and out, punted, and then first uh play of that drive, 86 yard touchdown, untouched. For a guy who they said beginning of the year was all banged up, wasn't didn't know how healthy he was going to be with and how deep their running backs were at the beginning of the year. And now Josh Jacobs is becoming an animal again. Yep, he's back. Uh Sunday night football, you had the Eagles beat the Packers 40 to 33. Packers battle, but Eagles just are too much to handle. Uh, Murder wonder, on the ground. I mean, Murder. Aaron Rodgers, he came out in the Pemex thing. There was two passes that he made that he Nine nine out of a hundred percent of the times he's completing that pass. Yeah, the first one was a bad throw, hit off the helmet of a defender, and then tipped and picked. And the second one was a good play by a young safety jumping the route just in time to pick it. When most of the time, I don't think the players are going to. I don't think it was the pick one he was talking about. He was talking about like two drop balls where he just led the receiver too much or threw it behind him. Yeah, there were some of those too, and then he leaves the game with the rib injury, and I thought Jordan Love looked good slinging it a little bit, uh, throwing a touchdown, and Packers just couldn't stop the run. Uh, That's the only thing. I, I think I was playing COD during that game. And just so much, you can't, fantasy-wise, it's so hard to judge on if you want to even take an Eagles running back because you don't know who's getting the carries. Then at one point, Hurts had like 130, Miles Sanders had like 115, and then Gainwell had – uh, 50, it's like, well, you don't know. Yeah, I had Gainwell. I had to start him this week because of injuries, so he got a touchdown, so that was good. Uh, let's see. Steelers beat the Colts 24-17 on Monday Night Football. Kenny Pickett plays pretty well, I thought, overall. 
Colts don't. Bad clock management down the stretch, and Matt Ryan is cooked. He's done. He's done. I, the Colts were a nice little fun thing when they beat the Raiders, but they're just not a good football team. And I don't really think it was all – was it really that much of Frank Reich's fault? I mean, I know that the team was bad, but, like, Matt Ryan is terrible. He has his moments where he still looks good. It's not enough, though. He does a lot of bad things, too. Plus, he can't move at all. Yeah. So are the Colts tanking for a draft pick as well? Do they? Yeah. I think they just making sure. Did they, get any pick, did they get any picks or anything from Washington for the win steal? You would assume that they would have had to, yeah. Somewhere along the road. But I will say this, the Rams pick right now is number three for the Lions, and the Broncos pick is number four for the Seahawks. And New Orleans is number six for Philly, and Cleveland's pick is number 10 for Houston right now. So that's four top 10 picks that have exchanged hands. Very intriguing. Okay, let's go over to golf. And this weekend, you have the Hero World Challenge. Uh, defending champion Victor Hovland, Albi, New Providence, Bahamas. And then we'll record by the next one. Yeah, we'll record before the match. Warren Tiger versus um, Ethan Thomas. Also, uh, the Washington 84th overall pick, as of right now, third round pick is Indies. So they got a third in that one. But uh, is Tiger going to play in the match? I think that's a. Given the fact that he withdrew from the hero world due to some plantar fasciitis. Maybe that was just so we could play in the match, too. Could be. Uh, we'll see, though. Because, I mean, if he makes the cut, then he's walking Yeah, 72 holes. True. And he gets a cart for this one, obviously. So Yeah. So that's probably uh Let me just get to the match. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right. College hoops. You had the... Maui Jim Maui Invitational champion was Arizona. Uh, they beat who the hell did they beat? Oh man, um, Creighton was, was that the game? I was gonna write that, but I forgot. Let me see here. Uh, Arizona Creighton, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, they beat Cincinnati, San Diego State, and Creighton to win. The Maui Jim Maui Invitational, great field this year, and it, it ended up that way as well. Uh, and then you had the Bad Boy Mowers battle for Atlanta's championship was Tennessee. Uh, they beat Kansas, right? Yeah, I'm trying to, what day was that? Saturday. Yeah, Friday. Friday? Yeah, they beat Kansas by 14. Yeah, Kansas was was flirting with losing for a while and they finally do. And then obviously for Tennessee, a very weird start to the year, they got destroyed by Colorado who is very mediocre and inconsistent, but they were able to win this one. So still a lot of returning players there and they got a good team and obviously Barnes can coach. So uh, then I think the Phil Knight, both of those individual events really showed the two winners look really good. And one of them is UConn who won the Phil Knight Invitational. UConn just totally taking apart everybody they played there. Just yeah. dominant. They beat Iowa State in the final of that. They beat Iowa State by 18. They beat Alabama by 15. And they beat Oregon by 24. Who Alabama comes up getting third in that, beating North Carolina in four overtimes, 103 to 101. Yeah. 
So UConn looks like one of the best teams in the country. Uh, definitely the best team that Dan Hurley's had there so far. Sonogo's a national player of the year type player. Tristan Newton, obviously returning uh, transfer from East Carolina. He was big time there last year. Jordan Hawkins, a young athletic sophomore. Andre Jackson, a junior, one of the most athletic players in the country. Uh, they got good freshmen as well. So, And I then like on the opposite side of the field, that legacy, the champion was Purdue, uh, beating Duke by 19. Uh, Zach Eady just proved too much for Duke's thin size. They found out uh, Filipowski and, I think, Lively, who Lively also didn't score. He only played 22 points and fouled out or 22 minutes and fouled out, only had three field goal attempts. He yeah. just doesn't look ready yet. Like, he's still coming back from his injury and doesn't look like he's really ready to play. Yeah, well, I think Purdue is probably the best team. Like, they play the most team basketball of any good team in the country. Um, and they dominated this event as well. So both UConn and Purdue just rolled through. Uh Purdue's yeah, I mean, closest scored, game was against scored, the worst team. They scored 46 points at half. Yeah. I mean, Purdue beat Gonzaga by 18. They beat Duke by 19. And they beat West Virginia, who's not as good as Gonzaga or Duke, by 12. So uh, very impressive. And Purdue, obviously, you know, they have Zach Eady, who's the national player of your favorite right now, completely different player from last season. Uh, it, looks way, it looks healthier, like lost weight, put on muscle. Yeah, plus they have two freshman guards, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, who look very confident and good. And they just run their offense, and they pass a lot. They move the ball. It's the type of basketball that obviously Matt Painter probably wants to play more because last season, as talented as they were with Ivy, with Trevion Williams, you can run a little bit more when you only have one guy that you really need to go to. And when you don't go to him – you, they still have shooters. Gillis was a high-percentage shooter last season. And obviously the guards, they're only three stars, which shows that the five-star, four-star, three-star thing doesn't always matter. No, this lawyer, is back to like Matt Painter's old Purdue yeah. teams where he yeah, had – he always had a decent center. What was, he had that guard Jackson from Decatur. Uh, who was their white guy that was like their shooter, role-player, all-around guy? Robbie Hummel? Yeah. Well, I'll say this. If you remember – they were a three seed in 2019 uh, when they got to the Elite Eight against Virginia. That Virginia, the team that won it all that year. Pretty similar team to this one, I think. Um, a little bit bigger, though. They had Carson Edwards as their guard, so their, their go-to player was a guard. Trevion Williams was a freshman that season. They had uh, Matt Harms, who's a 7-3 center. Uh, they had Stefanovic and Eric Hunter, who were both freshmen. Aaron Wheeler was a freshman. A little bit similar to this team, I think. More similar in the fact that they're more likely to make a, a big tournament run this year than they were last year. And then you got the new top 25. Uh, Maybe the most chaotic top 25 of all time, by the way. Yeah, a lot of movement except for one team. One team. <laughs> and you, you, I know. Uh, Houston up one to number one. Texas up two to number two. Virginia up two to number three. Arizona up 10 to number four. Purdue up 19 to number five. Yeah, Baylor up one to six. Creighton up three to seven. UConn up 12 to eight. Kansas drops six to nine. Indiana up one to 10. Uh, Alabama up seven to 11. Arkansas minus two to 12. Tennessee up nine. 
to 13, Gonzaga down 8 to 14, and Auburn down 2 to 15. And somehow the only team that doesn't move is my team. So that's kind of weird. I think that they're better than Auburn, and they've been better than Gonzaga, but whatever. Uh, Illinois stays put at 16. The only thing I think of of why they didn't is just who they played in just that one week. Yeah, that's true. But also, like, Auburn, they beat Northwestern by one, and they scored less than 50 points. I mean, that should drop four or five for that alone. I'm just saying that's the only reason I could think of, because what they played. uh, Lindenwood, yeah. Was that all they played in, in the week? So yeah. maybe that's why they only played one game. They played a freshly new Division One team. Yeah, and they didn't really look that good in that game, to be honest. But they did embarrass Syracuse, which was great last night. Uh, Illinois 16, Duke down 9-17. to 17. North Carolina with the biggest drop for a number one team ever. We got uh, losing they, back-to-back games. Yeah, they go down 17 spots to 18. Kentucky isn't good. They drop 4-19. to 19, And Michigan State drops 8-20. to 20. Um, UCLA dropped two to 21, Maryland up one to 22, Iowa State, uh, at 23 after being not ranked, San Diego State drops seven to 24, and Iowa comes in after being unranked. All right, uh, let's go over to Major League Baseball. Uh, you have Bryce Harper likely out the first half of the season after having Tommy John surgery. Um, the Astros land first base. Then slash DH Jose Abreu to a three-year deal, and Yankees' latest reported offered Aaron Judge eight years, three hundred million. We don't know what they what he got offered by the Dodgers or uh, Giants. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, the. Pujols and Verlander named comeback players of the year. No argument there. Which? How did Verlander get to be a comeback player? I don't think he even – did he even pitch last season? I don't even think he pitched last season. And if he did, it was like one or two games. I remember he was hurt most that's, of the year. That's where I was confused. Yeah. Uh, he – yeah, he pitched he, – he didn't pitch at all in 2021. And he barely pitched in 2020. So uh, Mike Maddox reunites with the Rangers as their pitching coach. Wanted to change from St. Louis, and I'm cool with it. Uh, the Blue Jays hired Don Mattingly as their bench coach, so he get, gets uh, gets canned by the Marlins and moves on to the Blue Jays. Very nice. And then the winter meetings should have some more baseball action um, in terms of you know moves being made at a higher rate with the winter meetings next week, December 4th through the 7th in San Diego. Sunday is when they will begin. I, I assume we'll see a flurry of action. During and that time, I'm curious as I saw this stat line. It was uh, Kyle Tucker was shifted against 90% of the time in 2022. In those plate appearances with the shift, he had a weighted on base average of 336. That would can be that would be considered a little above average for MLB. Without the shift, Tucker Tucker hit with a weighted on base average of 463. So this next year, with no shift being available. Kyle Tucker MVP. And then uh, baseball Hall of Fame ballot players were released. You got Bobby Abreu, Bronson Arroyo, Carlos Beltran, nope. Mark Burley, nope. Matt Kane, nope. R.A. Dickey, no. Jacoby Ellsbury, nope. Andre Ethier, nope. J.J. Hardy, no. Todd Helton, no. I think he should be. Probably, yeah. Uh, Tory Hunter, 
No. Andrew Jones definitely should be. No, no. Uh, Jeff Kent. No. John Lackey. Nope, not even Mike, close. Mike Napoli. No. Johnny Peralta. Nope, that's hilarious. Andy Pettit. No. No. Manny Ramirez. Yes. Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he has whole steroid thing too. So how is he? Yeah, included? but I would I would have put Bonds in. So Francisco Rodriguez. Nope. Scott Rowland. Yep. Jimmy Rollins. Nope. Gary Sheffield. Nope. Uh, Huston Street. Nope. Omar Vizquel. Nope. Really? No. Billy Wagner. Nope. Jared Weaver. No. And lastly is Jason Worth. No. I think Beltron and A-Rod would be two that I would put in. I still think Helton and Andrew Jones. Helton probably as well. Jones is a tough one for me. I'd probably lean no, but it's close. Um, all right. Let's go over the NHL. Um, a- before you get into yours, too, I had this was the last picture. I had uh, Bruins set NHL record with uh, t- 12th straight home wins to start the season. It's a scam. They're, 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 they got the refs on the payroll, folks. <laughs> Don't look now. Uh, the Devils are better anyway. Probably not, but whatever. A uh, little bit of a scary one here. Penguins defenseman Chris Letang is out indefinitely after suffering a stroke. Uh, he had one and missed two months in 2014. Uh, GM Ron Hextall said this one is far less severe than that one. But either way, scary, scary stuff. Yeah. Not as scary as uh, the ex-Bruin who was on the Stars who had the – was it a stroke or what do you have on the bench or whatever? They had to stop the game. They pulled him back to the locker room. They had to, like, bring him back to life. I don't remember. And then he asked to come back on to the ice, and they were like, no, right. you got to take it to the hospital. That does sound right. Um, I don't remember who it was, but. Yeah, so uh, well wishes, speedy recovery to Chris Letang. I'm assuming he'll probably be back soon, but either way, scary situation for him. Uh, the Stars signed – Forward Rope hints to an extension, eight years, 8.45 mil, 24 points in 22 games a season. That that AAV is kind of scary when you first look at it, but then you realize the cap is probably going to go up wildly over these eight years, so it's probably not going to look too bad. It's probably going to look more like a uh, you know $6 million contract a couple yeah. years from now, so not bad. Uh, NHL stat leaders through, this should say November 29th. Meant to edit that. Whoops. Uh, points leader still Connor McDavid with 39 points. Uh, a couple new leaders here with the goals Jason Robertson up to 19 now for the Dallas Stars. And then the assist leader is Nikita Kucherov at 25 for Tampa. Uh, wins leader in goal remains the same. Latest all mark of the Bruins at 13. Same said for the save, uh, save percentage 935 for all mark. And the team points leader, despite the Devils also having 38, it is the Bruins because they have a better points percentage because they're 19 and 3. The Devils are nineteen and four, but uh, don't. We might have a new one next week. You never know. Uh, but who knows? Oh, knows. I'm not picking the Bruins again because I picked them last week's game and they lost. So not yeah. picking. But not picking them. Might not want to do that. Uh, all right, let's go over to college football. Where is this the football? Pl- is this the playoff rankings of the 
teams that lost, or is this the AP yes. top 25? Okay. No, yeah, that was the teams who lost last week. Uh, 2, 5, 8, 9, 15, 17, 20, 24, and 25 all lost last week in crucial spots. Yeah, so num- uh, number one, Georgia State's put. Michigan goes up 1 to 2. TCU up 1 to 3. USC up 2 to 4. USC drops 3 to 5 and we're getting destroyed by Michigan. And Alabama up 1 into 6. I oh, also had. Oh, that was you. <laughs> I was on a roll. Tennessee up three to seven. Penn State up three to eight. Clemson drops one to nine. How do they only drop one? Kansas State drops uh, up two to ten. Um, Washington or Utah up three to eleven. Washington up one twelve. Florida State up three to thirteen. LSU drops nine to fourteen, and Oregon State up six to fifteen. Uh, Oregon drops seven to sixteen. They shouldn't even be ranked in the top four hundred. Bunch of losers. Uh, UCLA up one to seventeen. Tulane up one to eighteen. South Carolina another big win. They go from unranked to nineteen. Texas up three to twenty. Uh, Notre Dame up are down six to twenty one. UCF stays put at twenty two. North Carolina drops six to twenty three. Mississippi State at twenty four being uh, unranked and. NC State at 25 is being unranked. Also, Luke Fickle leaves Cincinnati for Wisconsin. And then Matt Rule signs an eight-year deal in Nebraska. So a couple of big coach hirings there. And also that scumbag Hugh Freeze is going back to Auburn or going to Auburn after being at Liberty. Bit of a sleaze ball there, no doubt. Yeah, and but I saw that Gus Malzahn made a comment or called Hugh Freeze or sent him a message or something. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. I was like, interesting. All right, let's do the betting picks of the week. Uh, The NBA for tonight, I have the Pelicans plus two and a half over the Raptors and your sons minus five and a half over the Bulls. I got the Clippers plus seven and a half at the Jazz and the Kings minus four and a half against the Pacers. Uh, NHL? NHL for tomorrow. Uh, I got the Vegas Golden Knights plus 100 over the Penguins and the Panthers minus 140 over the Canucks. I got the Penguins minus 120 against Vegas, and then I got uh, Edmonton plus 125 at the Minnesota Wild. Where do we go now? Uh, College Hoops. Uh, Thursday, I got UConn over Oklahoma State and Arizona over Utah. I got Texas over Creighton. Showdown game there, number two versus number seven. And then I have Murray State over Illinois State. Uh, Friday, I have NC State over Pitt and James Madison over Eastern Kentucky out of the Atlantic Sun. I have Gonzaga over Baylor. Uh, Baylor just got embarrassed by Marquette last night. Another big big matchup. Yeah, Clemson over Wake Forest. Um, Then Saturday... I have Duke over Boston College and Virginia over Florida State. I got Xavier over West Virginia and Villanova over Oklahoma. Something's got to give with Villanova, so, yeah. Uh, Golf? Uh, We got three picks to win and two top fives. Uh, My winning picks are Scotty Scheffler plus 750, Justin Thomas plus 1,200, and Colin Morikawa plus 1,600. I have uh, Justin Thomas plus 1,200, Tom Kim plus 1,800, Jordan Spieth plus 2,000. 
Uh, top five, I have Tony Finau at plus 140 and Cameron Young plus 260. I have Sung JM plus 280 and Max Homa, of course, plus 320. Uh, college. What, what happened? Did you get rid of taking your one guy every time? I don't even think he's is he even I don't even think he's in this field. Oh. Or else I would have taken him, obviously. Uh college football this week. We are just doing the power five uh conference championships. So these see you got number nine Clemson at uh twenty three North Carolina. Clemson minus seven and a half. Yeah, I'll take North Carolina. Clemson just seems dead. I don't think anybody even wants to play anymore for them. So I'll take Clemson, North Carolina. I'm going to take Clemson. Full circle for North Carolina. I had a ban on them, but I'm back now. Uh, oh, come on. Where's this game at? Um, this game is at Bank of America, so uh, the Panthers field. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Big 12, you got. Number 10, Kansas State at uh, number three, TCU, which is played at AT&T Stadium. So. Mm, I'm going to take TCU minus two and a half. It's pretty much a win and end situation, but if they lose, I still think they should be in. But that's just. Yeah, but you know they won't. I, they might be. I think it depends on how they lose. If they lose by three or seven, I mean, it, you can't. you can't reward Ohio State for not playing a game because they didn't make it to their conference championship while punishing TCU for making it and then losing a close one. Like it'd be so that. ridiculous. Like that's why I was I was hoping that uh Tennessee didn't hop Penn State so Penn State would have been sitting in the driver's seat at seven. Uh Big Ten you got Purdue at number two Michigan Michigan minus 17. I'll take Purdue plus 17. I'm doing the same. Michigan's winning this game. Yeah. I'll say 31-21 or 24-14, somewhere in that range. But, I don't know. You never know if they destroyed Ohio State, but. They destroyed Ohio State last year and then destroyed Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, Pac-12, you got number 11, uh, Utah versus number 4, USC, which is a. Friday game, USC minus two and a half. It's I will at take, Allegiant State. This is this game's getting played in Vegas. I will take USC minus two and a half. I am as well. And the Michigan game is played in India, I believe. Yeah. So no more Rose Bowl. And then lastly, the SEC, you have number 14, LSU, at number one, Georgia. Georgia minus 17 and a half. Uh, Georgia lost this game to Alabama last year. They kind of sleepwalked against Georgia Tech and won. I think they're going to destroy LSU. LSU just lost to Texas A&M. I'll take Georgia minus 17 and a half. This is in Atlanta as well. They're going to get up for this one. I am as well taking Georgia. And we're going to end up with a Georgia-Michigan National Championship, by the way. So, hope everybody's ready. All right, NFL. Week 13. Uh, you got the Bills at Patriots. Bills, three-and-a-half point favorite. I think not having Vaughn Miller changes the defense for Buffalo. And they have been shaky. I'm going to take the Patriots, plus three-and-a-half. I'm taking the Bills. 
Uh, my three Sunday or five Sunday games, I got the Vikings minus three over the Jets, the Jags minus one over the Lions, Dolphins plus four over the Niners. I think the Niners might win that, but it's not going to be more than a field goal. Uh, Chiefs minus one and a half over the Bengals, and the Chargers minus one and a half over the Raiders. I will take uh, the Ravens minus nine against the Broncos, Titans plus five and a half at the Eagles, Jets plus three at the Vikings, 49ers minus four against the Dolphins, Bengals plus one and a half against the Chiefs. So opposite of me on three games. Boom. Uh, Sunday night football, you have the Colts at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are an 11-point favorite. Cowboys by 400 points. I'm taking the Colts plus 11. Uh, Monday night football, you have the Saints at the Bucks. Bucks are a four-point favorite. Take the Bucks minus four. I, I'm going to stand firm on the primetime games, given the fact that I think the Colts stink. I think the Saints stink. I'll take whoever's playing them. I'm taking the books as well. And then I don't know when what week it is. If it's next week, the um Sunday football game is supposed to be Yeah, it was supposed to be uh what Chiefs oh, next Broncos. Chiefs Broncos supposed to be next week, and they took that away and made the Dolphins Chargers game Good. the Sunday football game and took Broncos off of the primetime game. Thank you, NFL. Great move. Great move. and But then also you have Monday Night Football's Patriots, Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. And It'll the Bills are – and Thursday Night Football's Raiders, Rams. <laughs> well, the unfortunate thing I think overall, though, is the fact that the Broncos and the Colts are the teams you don't want on primetime, and the Colts do have another one this week because they're never taking the Cowboys off. Well, but, and, uh, and the Bills are playing back-to-back Thursday games. And so are the Patriots. Yeah, so not much sense to me out of that. Yeah, you know. We'll see how they adjust. All right. That'll do it for us. We'll see you next week for number 88. This is Sports Mashup. We'll see you for the first one of December next week on number 88. We'll see you then. Deuces.